Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. You have been accepted by the council and found worthy of advancement <gasps> to the rank of iron within the Sapphire Satan. Oh. Yes! Wow. I'll go over to Almar's and we'll uh, make an evening of it. Oh, welcome, friend. Almar, it's good to see you. And I thumb out my iron level badge. Oh, congratulations are in order. I gotta go check into the uh, Alchemist Guild. Hey, Ezric. Tokus, it's been a long time. Check this out and I show him my badge. Congratulations. Thanks, Ezric. Thanks. I think Aslo just takes some me time. Maybe he just goes down to the docks and like stares out over the water, over the ocean. He's thinking about Nelia and Felmendar. We've got a week before we have to leave Nanept. And I'll be a working man for a whole week. We have a couple of things to do in town. We can fix up Aslo's house and then draw the chalk shape and see who comes. You make your way to the docks and book yourselves passage on a one-way ticket to Pardell. The ship's passage is largely uneventful. You stay below decks most of the time to keep out of the way of the crew, and it seems like it's an experienced crew running the ship. There are several other passengers along with you. You can make small talk with them if you want, but... I'd rather just stay close to my puke bucket if that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, Shaba, how are you doing with this trip? That sounds fine as well. I'm not really in the mood for conversation. I forgot how much... No, I didn't actually forget how much I hated it. I remembered how much I hated it. It just made more sense to come by boat. (laughs) I walk up behind Shaba. Shaba, it can't be that bad. I give you a nice smack right on the back. Like, I jump and... (laughs) (laughs) I just projectile all over the wall. Oh, I didn't have the bucket ready, Tokus. Some of it got on my hammock. Now I'm going to have to sleep in that tonight. A few of the other passengers move away from you awkwardly. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, guys. Plug their noses. (laughs) So, yeah, the trip passes uneventfully, and it is kind of mid to late afternoon the next day after your departure when you finally arrive at your destination. Wow. Wow. I'm thank Kavaki for that. It's a pretty quick trip. Yeah. It is a quick trip. I was thinking it was a little bit longer when I initially looked it up, but yeah, just a little over a day, mm. and it'll be slightly longer on foot, another day and a half to two days. But yes, you have arrived at the small port town of Conch. Conch. Or Conch, if you prefer to uh, pronounce it that way. Conch. Uh, I actually do prefer that. <laughs> um, what is the damage? Uh, if you, How much damage do I take? How much damage do my, does my purse, my coin purse take from this trip. Didn't we already pay for that? Yes. Yes, we did. Um, I di- we, we, we talked in generalities about the... I, th- I think I remember actually paying for it, yeah. Oh, did you pay for it out of party gold? Um, I... No. Nope, you've already said it. You, you did. You definitely did. <laughs> if we say that you did... I am pretty sure we already paid for it, so I think we can just move yeah, on. I think so, too. All right. I thought I remember scratching stuff off on my character sheet at one point or another. Sick. But our mounts are not with us, right? Correct. We decided to. We did decide to go without our last. Right, because they would have cost extra. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're really good at this. Good at at what? Saving money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my specialty. <laughs> no, good at remember our own adventure. Oh yes. Oh, you're right. <laughs> that is yes, very true. Definitely. Yeah, and I as DM should be taking more notes. <laughs> more than none. You know, it's it was bound to happen at some point. This is like episode almost 90. Episode 91, actually. So, you know, it was bound to happen that we get a little complacent. Yeah, you know. Once you have money, you keep less track of where it goes. <laughs> so we can just chalk it up to lifestyle creep. You know, the more you make, the more you spend, typically. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, it is what it is. I wonder if there's a correlation between complacency and money earned. Probably. I would say so. Of course, I'm still at the point of tracking every single penny in and out. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a lot easier when it's just you. True. (laughs) Me in an Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) Right, there's, yeah, there's no X factor there. (laughs) That's going to be the name of Thane's memoir. Me in an Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'll be like walking through the living room and I'll step on like a Paw Patrol toy and be like, wow, where did this come from? This wasn't here a few days ago. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, yes, you're in the small port town of Kunk. Such short journeys as the one you just took are rarely undertaken by sea, but with the orcs and waspel, you're hardly the only travelers to have made the trip, and you see several of your fellow passengers are already disembarking here. And it looks like this timing of you disembarking is none too soon, as you can see black clouds beginning to move in on the horizon, hinting at a coming storm, common in the aptly named Tempest Torn Bay. Mm. Uh, uh-oh. Stripey gets on his raincoat. <laughs> he doesn't like his fur getting wet now, does he? It gets all frizzy. No, he is very, very particular about that. <laughs> you know how many times I've tried to give this guy a bath? Yeah, it just it never works out. He he can't handle it. Do you guys uh do you guys feel that? I feel a storm coming. I see it coming, see? Look at all those clouds up there. Oh yeah, there it is. Huh. How about that? Stripey's old war wound is bothering him. He, like, pulls out a crutch and starts limping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we learn more and more about your pet all the time. <laughs> he has a storied past. Stripey unscrews one of his legs, and it's actually been a fake leg this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure it's not your toes that are feeling it? Oh, my toes definitely feel it, too. Yeah, I can always, cha- <laughs> uh, I can always detect a change in barometric pressure with those things. Wow. <laughs> One could even say that you have tender toes. Ah, yeah, maybe my last name should be yours. <laughs> That's weird. You just need to marry into the family. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what? <laughs> this should be really weird children. Yeah, what happened to that sister of yours again? <laughs> Dude, yeah, she's... I would, I would actually be honored... If she divorced her current husband who bested me in physical prowess and married you instead, Aslo. <laughs> awesome. That would be a great outcome. Yeah, you'll have to introduce us sometime. Although it wouldn't get me your last name. I would have to marry your sister. No, wait. No, that's... There's no way that works out for me getting... I can't marry... I, I can't get your last name unless I marry you. And I'm pretty sure that's... Just get adopted. That's what you need. Oh, oh there, there you go. go. Yeah. yeah, we'll get the adoption papers, brother. Shaba, I... Hereby adopt you as my son. Wow, thanks. Anytime. <laughs> hey, Daddy, can I have some money? No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks. This is getting awkward. <laughs> Go find some yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about the prospect of. Anyway, about about uh, that waspel thing. Yeah, your past waspel. You were in Pardell. Right. The town you're in now, Conk, is considerably smaller than Nanept. You can see the entire town just from the deck of the ship as you're getting off. There's a series of warehouses near the docks, a fish market downwind, a small public square, and a number of inns and shops catering to sailors and merchants. Did you say downwind as in it stinks really bad? Is that the right word for that? If, no, if the fish market is no, downwind, downwind of you. It's downwind of us. Okay, that's a good thing. Yes. So therefore, not smelly. So then it still smells really bad. No, apparent. well, I mean, it is a fish market, so yeah, probably. But apparently they planned it that way, so it would smell less bad. Yeah, so that the prevailing winds are blowing it away from the town instead mm. of towards the town. Makes sense. Got it. That makes me wonder, is this a bit of a tourist attraction? Why, because they have a fish market? know that they would care about the smell so much to strategically place it downwind. I think most people care about bad smells. Yeah. I would would think so. I don't think tourism has anything to do with it. Nine out of ten villagers agree that they care about bad smells. Smelling bad is bad. (laughs) Guys, I don't... We don't get to travel all that much, and can we check out the tourist traps around here? Maybe some other time. Okay. Yeah, maybe on our way back once we've completed our mission. All right, guys. From the size of the town, you'd think it likely houses two to 3,000 people at most, so maybe a couple hundred houses or so. And of those two or 3,000, several hundred at any given time would be temporary visitors, you know, sailors and merchants and such in the inns. No one seems to be paying you any particular attention as you step off the ship. We stop and buy a local map at a cartographer's shop so that we know which direction to go in. Yeah, sure. I guess that probably makes more sense than your characters actually already knowing where to go. I mean, I am a ranger. I could just roll a check and see if I can smell the cultists from this distance. Technically, we can't get lost because I am a ranger. So, you know what? I don't need no stinking map. (laughs) (laughs) Let's forge ahead, guys, unless anybody's hungry and wants to stop at a tavern or something. Can we at least see how much the map is first? 
Chaba? <laughs> Why, you don't trust me, Tokus? You don't trust my sense of direction? No, it, you know what? It's a double check. We'll start with your ranger skills, and then we're just going to use the map to double check. Oh, like a quiz. So, like, you'll be looking on the map, and I will tell us where to go, and then you can tell me if I'm right. So it'll be like a ranger test. Yeah, and I'll, and you'll always be right. Right, exactly. So... <laughs> I'm level five. I can't possibly be wrong. <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can, well, you guys can stop and ask for directions, and I'll pretend that it never happened. <laughs> you should at least probably ask, you know, which road to head down or something. Yeah, get our bearings. Ask one of the locals. We find the nearest fishmonger and speak with him or her. Okay, so you head over to the market. Yep, and. You will smell like fish for the rest of the day. All right. We take one level of fish exhaustion. <laughs> uh, excuse me, uh, sir or madam. In which direction might we head if we were going toward Waspel? No, you're not trying to get to Waspel. Waspel is the country that you bypassed. That we bypassed. Oh, that's right, right. We, we went around Waspel. We're trying to get to... Which way would we go to, to not go to Waspel, please? <laughs> yeah. We're trying to get to the Felled Oak in Oakfeld. All right, this is... Uh, Probably thirty-something woman, okay, with an apron covered in fish guts and such. Oh, she says, "Oh, so you want to head over to Oakfelds? It's a tiny place. Uh, you head down on the East Road. I think that'll take you there. Okay, by the fastest way, just right down the road. Follow the East Road. When it, if it splits, then take the South Bends. That should that should get you there. Okay, oh, thanks. Yeah, has there been a lot of people going to Oakfeld today? Recently? Were they garbed? Uh, <laughs> now that you mention it, I have seen a few people passing through that direction. Hmm. A few unusual travelers, maybe. You know, we get caravans back and forth all the time, but I've seen some people traveling on foot. Hmm. So a slight increase in traffic from what's normal? Maybe, just a bit. I don't pay too much attention to all that stuff, so I'm not quite sure, but since you bring it up, it does seem like maybe a few more than usual. I imagine this is like a holy pilgrimage to some people. Did anything about them strike you as odd? Like I said, I don't pay too much attention to them, so I can't say that there's anything that weird about them. Mm. Other than the fact that they're heading east at all, I think the road might be dangerous now. You'd be better off talking to one of the guards. Ah. They'd probably know a little bit more about that. What do you mean the road is dangerous now? It's just some things I've been hearing. Like I said, you should probably talk to one of the guards. I think we will. All right, let's do that. Well, can you interest us in a fish or two before we do that? <laughs> I'm not sure. Can I? Well, I don't know. You <laughs> nope, ask. You can't. Have a good day. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. We just wanted your information. <laughs> maybe we to- maybe we toss her a couple copper pieces for her trouble, for the information. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll buy a, we'll buy some fish for uh, for our for um, the road meal on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you can spend whatever you want here. Okay. She's got something that'll suit your price. Does she have fish sticks? Let's see, I have 124 silver. Okay. Like fish on a stick, fish sticks? Yeah, let's get like a little string yeah. of a couple of fish. Yeah, sure, a string of fish. Uh, and then I'll, that way I won't have to hunt tonight. Just toss her a silver piece and let's be on our way. Aslo? All right, done. And we get a, a couple of fish, you know, enough for the four of us to eat this evening. And I sling them over my shoulder and we head... Uh, head into town to find a guard. And just, like, slap your back, and, like, all the fish guts just, like, <laughs> oozes down your back. Hey, these aren't fresh fish. These are prepared fish, if you're hoping to take them with you, you know, like smoked or something. Uh, so they wouldn't be splattering all over the place. Oh, anymore. okay, awesome. That's better. Yeah. Smoked salmon. Sounds delish. He's just knocking the seasoning off of them for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Gotta have them played. All right, let's go see one of them guards. Yep. Yeah, they better be plain or I'll complain. <laughs> uh, we approach a guard, and I say, excuse me, dear guard, how's guarding today? <laughs> Same as usual. Why are you asking? Well, we're wondering if you have perchance seen any strange and unusual people passing through this way, um, perhaps traveling in a general east-southern direction, and by that I mean southeastern. <laughs> I've seen a few folks heading that direction. If you're looking to go out that way, I'd rethink it if I were you. Oh, why is that? Well, with all the orcs up in Waspel, the roads around here have been 
filled to the brim with bandits and brigands pushed out of their usual territory. Uh. It seems they're just as apt to kill a few travelers for pocket change as to assault a whole caravan. Uh, I think it's best to just wait here until the worst of them finish each other off and things cool down a bit. Well, I appreciate your concern. Uh, We happen to be well-suited to handling vermin and rodents of their ilk, so... (laughs) Once again, those are not the right words, but you know what I mean. These aren't no rats. These are bandits and brigands. And <laughs> yeah, bandits and brigands. That's the, that's the words I meant. Filth, I believe you meant to say. Vagabonds, shall we say. Well, I won't argue with that. <laughs> Tokus produces one of the AAA cards and hands it to the guard. <laughs> Please, take our card. Yes. Uh, what is this? If you ever find yourself beset upon by vagabonds or brigands, feel free to give us a call. Yeah. I wonder, do you think that there's a side quest here, guys? Is there like a town hall or like a job board? I think the side quest will find us while we're on the road. Yeah. I think we're already on a side quest, technically. <laughs> yeah, we, we are. I asked the guard, do you feel that conch or conch, if you prefer... Uh, is in any danger of being attacked by these uh, brigands slash orcs slash persons of ill repute? <laughs> it's always possible, but I don't think the bandits will push their way into the bigger towns like this. Mm. I mean, we do have a good number of guards here, and it's just too much for them to handle in most cases. I mean, I suppose if rather than killing each other off, they all got reorganized under one big leader, then they'd pose a serious threat. But Ugh. oh well, that'll never happen. Yeah, it's a good thing. Sure, hope not. It's a good thing there's no master organization that's bringing them all together with plans to attack <laughs> kingdoms and such. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> Phew, I'm relieved. Well, have a nice day. <laughs> He, you see him just kind of dabbing it, sweat off of his forehead as you leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, boys. Um, I think we have gathered about as much information as we can hope to gather uh, at this juncture. Hmm. So let's, what do you say, what time of day is it, DM? Late afternoon, probably like four to five o'clock. Okay. Hmm. And do we have an understanding of approximately how many days it takes to get to Oakfeld from here? It would take you almost two days of travel. Okay. All right. I think we'll probably find to settle in for the night in town. Yeah. Is that what you're going to say, Asla? Yep. Yeah, we'll settle in. Uh, we'll get a good night's sleep, and that way, and you can sleep off your seasickness, and mm-hmm. then we'll get a good head start in the morning. I'd be really appreciative of that. And since these are smoked fish, we can save them for tomorrow. True. Or we could go to a tavern that lets you bring your own fish. Ah, B-Y-O-F. <laughs> hey, you're thinking what I was thinking, Chopper. All right, I like it, I like it. Yeah, I look around for a for an inn. Yeah, I'll bet you if anybody knows where the good inns in town are, or taverns, it'd be the guards, right? True. Well, eh, but he seemed kind of guarded. Yeah. Uh, that's true, yeah. We should find the village idiot and ask him. <laughs> They always know the best places to eat. (laughs) Walking around town, you see taverns and inns all over the place. It's the most prominent business here. Mm -hmm. Are you sure this isn't a tourist trap? I'm seeing a a trend here. (laughs) It's a sailor trap. (laughs) See, hear a roller coaster go by behind us. (laughs) Wait, wait a second. Was that? Did you guys? No. (laughs) Disappears behind the house? What? Couldn't have been. (laughs) It was a giant mechanical snake. It's a phantom coaster. (laughs) Uh, we, yeah, I feel like sailors like their drink, and since, like Thane said, a lot of people are coming and going, a large portion of the population here doesn't have, like, a steady home, so they just sleep in tavern, in inns and stuff, so, seems like that would be big business around here. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, we can just walk down the street and pick one, probably, based on what we're seeing around us. I mean, we could do a pub crawl. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, that's very true. Right before we're about to do a very important mission that we paid lots and lots of money for? Yeah. While I'm seasick, (laughs) I would like to get just fall down drunk. Yep. And then go on this mission. (laughs) Yes. No. Let's just pick a place. Let's eeny, meeny, miny, mow it. Yeah. Okay. You look around and find one that seems suitable to ones of your tastes. Yeah. Even better, though, actually, let's put a blindfold on Stripey and spin him around a bunch of times. And then whichever pub he walks to, that's the one we'll go to. Spin the badger? Yeah. 
It's like that baseball bat game where you put your forehead on the baseball bat and spin around, and then you accept he's blindfolded and we just. Well, I was thinking of spin the bottle, but spin the badger. Yeah. Do we get to hit him with a baseball bat? <laughs> no. <laughs> because if so, I'm very interested. Unfortunately, that's a different game. Ah, uh, okay. We string him up like some sort of live pinata, <laughs> give him a couple <laughs> whacks. Just for good measure. Yeah, whichever yeah. one he picks will go to. All right, so Stripey leads you to the leaky barrel. All right. Ooh, that's what I'm talking <laughs> the about. leaky barrel. Hey. It'll be six silver for decent meal and spending the night. Good rooms. Per? Six oh, okay. per? Yeah, six silver each. Nothing special, but, you know, you each get your own bunk, I'll say, in shared room. Okay. Dada? Oh, Dada. <laughs> Can I have some, <laughs> some money, please? Money, please. <laughs> I just sit, stand uh, there holding with my hand held out. <laughs> uh, money, please. You guys' relationship is getting stranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was already pretty weird, so. Um, you... All right, little little Shaba, remember, you have to do your chores before you get your money. Oh, man. So, if you clean the cabinets, you might get a nice shiny quarter. What cabinets? I don't see any cabinets. <laughs> you have to kill all those goblins before you get your allowance. Oh, let me at them. Exactly. I was going to say, is is this like what happened with you with Goatsmiths, where like your parents are like, well, you only climbed four mountains mm-hmm. instead of seven, it so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're no better of a father than my real father was, Aslo. Aw, thanks. I hate my new dad. <laughs> so you're not my real dad! Um, so, no, but seriously, though, party gold, or are we paying for this individually? Oh, I, I paid out of pocket already. All right, so six silver? Yeah, we are fresh out of party gold. All right. <laughs> That's where you want to be, right? We're going on a quest that pays nothing. Uh, are we, we're, we're, we're going on a quest out of the goodness of our hearts to save the world. Uh, so six silver, you said? In fact, we're going on a quest we paid to go on. <laughs> That's right. That we funded ourselves. I mean, you guys are doing it out of the goodness of your hearts. I'm doing it for fence. Mm-hmm. Also that. Uh, so six silver. All right. Paid. Yep. yep. I think you're right, Tokus. I think we need to go hunt down an orc's nest. Mm. They have nests, don't they? <laughs> Where all their little <laughs> goblin babies <laughs> hatch from eggs and we can slaughter them while they sleep. Shaba, you don't know very much about orcs now, do you? No. I think they're kind of like us with a mammalian descent where they actually have live young. Uh, and Tokus like, pulls out like an encyclopedia on orcs and uh, starts okay. reading it to you. Um could we check around for that job board I was talking about yesterday? Maybe we can get paid to genocide the orcs? Yeah, let's see if there's a town square. Ooh. The orcs aren't around here. They're not at all? Oh. It's just bandits? Yeah, the, the bandits have been pushed out of Waspel into Pardell due to oh. the orcs invading Waspel. Well, when the bandits hatch from their eggs, we'll be ready <laughs> to pounce. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, let's see if there's a town square with a little, like, thing of some postings or something maybe people need help we've got the we've got the means i would say that oakfeld is quite close to the borders with iron fang oh so there might be more work over there okay uh true all right that's fair enough you look around you find a job board on one of the inns but it's all like local stuff like someone looking to fix the roof oh you know someone wants to clean out some rats stuff like that Dang it. Nothing to do with the bandits. If only we were first level again. (laughs) (laughs) In your search, though, it does strike you as perhaps slightly odd, but, like, no one's even requesting guards or anything for their caravans to go out, so it seems like people just generally aren't leaving town in that direction. Oh. Oh, okay. Hmm. Huh. Except for the people that the guards have seen leaving town in that direction. Wink, wink. There have been a handful of people going mostly without caravans. A few caravans have also gone, too. But in general, the traffic is very low in that direction. All right, folks, let's huddle around. I've got a proposal here. All right, we huddle. What you got, shop? Here's what we do. We sleep in the leaky barrel tonight. Then in the morning, we find a small group of folks headed out on foot down the east road... We befriend them, we ask to travel with them, and we get to know them a little bit. How does that strike you? Uh, I don't see the gain in it for us. Yeah, and like, Shaba, <laughs> you could just download Meetup to your smartphone. 
I could, but it's more interesting this way. <laughs> if we might perchance have the opportunity to get our foot in the door, so to speak, with a couple of maybe possible cult members, then we'll have some more leverage if things go south oh. when we get to the meeting. Oh. Mm. Okay, hold on. One caveat. Let's try to befriend somebody or some group of adventurers or travelers that are odd. Exactly. Well, I, I would like to hopefully befriend somebody who happens to be a cultist, who is leaving town despite the dangers because they are headed toward the meeting that we are also going to. Oh, I get oh, it Oh, uh, okay. You, uh, you're not. You haven't been following me this whole time. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was. I was trying to like make the make it so that you read between the lines. Okay, yeah. So that's my goal. So I figure if the caravans aren't leaving town, then the only people who are going to be leaving town are the ones who are trying to get to the same destination we are, or have a similar goal. And so if these are other cultists who are traveling to the meeting, then maybe we can get on the on their good side very true very true good good thinking shaba um i am on board with that plan in fact we could even okay so you know how like adventurers are the ones who are always like traveling down a road and then getting ambushed by somebody mm. why don't we set up a friendly ambush for those <gasps> cultists traveling down the road with hugs so we take off tomorrow morning we get like half a mile down the road we set up an a-, a fake ambush, and then we ambush them with love and friendliness. <laughs> yeah, like 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 Shaw was saying, hugs and yes. candy yeah. and, and love. I like that idea. Glitter, it's perfect. That sounds great. And some confetti. <laughs> All right, so forget this place, this leaky barrel place. It's kind of leaky in here. Let's travel down the road, find a good spot to set up where there's maybe some some tree cover. Or something like that. We'll camp out tonight, and then we'll wake up early in the morning and lie and wait. Perfect. But we have to get party supplies first. Where's the nearest party supply store? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you already spend the night at the inn? Um, no. We paid. We did pay. Either we need to try to get reimbursed. I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> or we should just sleep on this idea and go get stuff tomorrow? Yeah, okay. All right. I know you're excited, Shaba, but... I gotta rest these old rock gnome bones. That's true. We're obviously gonna need balloons, streamers, maybe some some firecrackers. Uh, we're gonna need to make it a big a big to do, right? Oh yeah. Okay, so let's. Um, well, maybe some people will be leaving toward the end of the day, or maybe people will get off on a ship and just head straight out of town or something. We might as well just like hang around in our hiding spot and see if we notice anybody who appears to be strange. That's true. So the next morning you do just go half a mile or so outside of town and wait? Until we find a good spot where we can post up and see a good distance down the road behind where we came from. Yeah, we're we're only going to ambush them with love if they look strange. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Otherwise we ambush them with for real amb... No, we don't, we don't actually ambush anybody. <laughs> Yeah, if they look normal, then we attack them on sight. Yep. <laughs> if they look like bandits, we let them pass. And that's how we find our way into the bandits group. Here's another thought. We set up this ambush. We watch for these people. And if we identify them as the weird-looking ones, we will actually let them pass. And that way, we come out from hiding behind them. And we make like we're just traveling really quickly and then we catch up with them and, and then we're like hey what do you know we're traveling in the same direction to make it look natural you know yeah mm, yeah just act natural mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly act natural yeah i like that that way we have selection over who we pick you know we can let people go by if they don't seem who we hang out with yeah you should pick your friends right because you become like your five closest friends yeah right so we should pick the people we want to be the most like once we join the cult <laughs> Plus, you know what they say, Tokus. You can pick your friends, and you can pick your nose, but, but you, you can't, can't pick, pick your friend's, friend's nose. nose. That's right. Oh, that's how that works. Okay, well, that was why I had trouble making friends when I was... Yeah, it's an old old hobbity <laughs> saying, an old halfling <laughs> saying. Yeah. Um, so, this is something that we should talk about beforehand, but Aslo, if and when we do join up with another group of individuals... And let's say we start traveling with them. It gets to be, you know, sundown, nighttime. We decide to settle in for the evening. You, once everyone's asleep, 
can go invisible and rifle through their packs and see if they have robes in there. Of the cultist persuasion. That's true. So we should plan that out now. And then if they do... We can strike them down where they lie. I don't know why there's (laughs) this theme of killing people Uh in their sleep in this episode, but... And they'll become more powerful than we can possibly imagine. (laughs) That's right. This episode is dark. And they'll come back to haunt us as force ghosts. As cult, force cult ghosts. Since you waited there all day, the storm has come in, and it is dark and stormy, rainy, lightning. So, just in case that affects anything. So this happened overnight, or like it's been raining the entire time as we're traveling? It rolled in late evening, and it's been storming ever since then. Okay. And it looks like it'll probably last all day. Man, it's a shame we don't have cloaks and hoods to wear (laughs) against this rain. Yeah. We should probably just let ourselves get soaked and catch a cold. Yeah. Is there a cloak shop so that we don't have to do that? Cloaks for our cloaks? Or cloaks to put over our cloaks? (laughs) Yeah. If you don't have one, you could buy whatever clothes you need, yes. What do you say we invest in some normal cloaks? Do, do we already have cloaks? Is that something that an adventurer just has? I would assume so. Probably. All right, we put on our regular cloaks, not our cult cloaks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it will be especially important to find a spot where we can see back down the road, but there's also some tree cover so that we're not getting completely soaked while we're just sitting there. And then I'll set up my tents yeah. in, a, in a hidden spot so that we can shelter when, when need be. And then maybe we can take some, take turns keeping lookout. I like that idea. Or we can all three of us just sit there and stare down the road for hours. <laughs> Whatever you guys prefer. I like taking shifts. That way whoever's not keeping watch can be ar- having an arm wrestle or a thumb war. <laughs> or working on the contract. <laughs> right, or making further modifications <laughs> to the contract. <laughs> what do you mean further modifications to the contract? <laughs> Okay, so you head about a mile outside of town, down the road, and you find some light woods and set up on top of a small hill so that you can clearly see the the road both directions. Aces. I like that. I think hiding the tent here would probably be more of a survival check than stealth. All right. So I'm going to... Oh, you're going to make it? I'm going to roll that, because you don't know how well things are hidden. Okay. We want to roll dice too, Thane. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're no fun thing. <laughs> Rolling dice is fun. Yeah, you set up your tent, and it's as good as you can do. You get the idea that it's probably not all that well hidden, actually. I want to get a better idea that it's not all that well hidden. So I run 150 paces down the road from whence we came, and I turn around and I look. And if it's still not well hidden, I'm going to go back to the tree line, I'm going to cut down some more branches, I'm going to do it over and over again until I can't see that tent. Haslow, I feel like Shaba just has so much energy sometimes. He does. He does lately. Go ahead and roll it yourself. My roll was a one, so... (laughs) 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 So it's bad enough that you knew you did a bad job. (laughs) Uh, My roll is a 22. So yeah, you think you've done a pretty good job of concealing the tent. You had to try a few different spots. Everyone else is kind of set up under the tent or just outside or what as you watch the road. Whoever is keeping watch will probably have to be outside, but they should stay behind a tree or behind some brush or something. Yes. Maybe carve out a little spot in a, a shrubbery. And you're, what, like 100, 200 feet off the road so that you're not likely to be seen by anyone passing by? Or? Yeah. That sounds right. I mean, I think we should have everybody who's not on lookout. I mean, I think we should be in the tent because of the weather. Agreed. All right, so who's on watch first? Let's do the same order that we do when we sleep, so that way we can just keep the rotation going. Yeah. Okay. So that would be Aslo first. Aslo, the driving rain is making it difficult to see, and Mm. you constantly have to wipe it out of your eyes, and just pounding on your head, getting very painful after a while of just sitting out there. But you do your duty and keep your watch on the road, unless you decide not to. And (laughs) you see, approaching from the town... A small caravan of maybe half a dozen wagons. The Damage Guild Podcast. Your weekly dose of bardic inspiration. Well, hello again. This is Jay Stout, co-host of the Damage Guild Podcast. 
Welcome back to another spine-tingling episode. This week, I've got just one question for you. Actually, two. Are your dice weak and pathetic? Do they constantly yield results you don't want, didn't ask for, and that make you question how any human soul could possibly be so unlucky? Well, I got news for you. It ain't luck that's got you put out. It's those dice you're using. You know, the ones that every time you let slip from your palm you're overwhelmed by the fear of yet another terrible and disappointing result? A fear so all-encompassing that you often wish that die might simply shatter into a bajillion tiny shards rather than show you one more number that comes just shy of the mark? When you roll a die, you should feel the clunk in your chest as it strikes the table. Or the foldable velvet-lined dice tray available for metallic dice games. You should feel the thunder as that die skips wildly across the table, or tray. And when that baby comes to rest, the surge of adrenaline through your veins when you read the final result? Well, you know what I'm talking about. That's why the DGP has partnered with the MDG to bring you a deal that's far too good to pass up. I'm talking 10% off any order in their store. Just go to MetallicDiceGames.com and pick yourself out something nice. Maybe a couple nice things. Use discount code DGP10 to get 10% off. Just for being a listener of the Damage Guild podcast. And if you do, be sure to let us know on the social needs, because we'd love to see the thunder of your weapon of choice. Lastly, thank you to all our listeners for being such great listeners. Thank you for listening so intently. Thank you to our patrons for being the specialist listeners we could ever ask for, the most wonderful people who we could have ever known, and the very soul of this show. If you're interested in becoming a patron, be sure to check us out at patreon.com slash damageguild. We'd love for you to become a guild member and enjoy all the benefits therein. So that's all for this week. Without further ado, please enjoy the rest of this episode, and we'll see you again in just two short Mondays. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. Ooh, wow, half a dozen wagons. Okay, I see them from a pretty good distance off. Uh, as far as you can see in this rain, it's probably only about 500 feet. Okay. Uh, I take out my binoculars for a closer look, uh, <laughs> and then I will go over and wake the other two. It's like, unbeknownst to Thane, I made binoculars for Aslo last night. <laughs> <laughs> you can just say that you do that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Well, how else do you have the binoculars? <laughs> That's right. I was thinking how unfortunate it is that spy glasses are so expensive. Mm. They'd come in handy sometimes. Uh, I don't think the others would be asleep right now. It's still still daytime. Yeah, still probably before noon, actually. So it, it cuts to inside the tent. It's Stripey is sitting, and the three of us are playing patty cake. Mm. Yeah, nice. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> I just had a visual in my mind of, like, Stripey playing pancake. I like that plan. Yeah, so I poke my head in the tent flap, and I say, Guys, there's someone coming. <gasps> Who? It's a caravan. Caravan? Some people. Yeah. All right. We don our cloaks and head outside to take a gander. Does Stripey put on his cloak, too? Yeah. Yes, he does. No, he put, he puts, he's got, like, a yellow raincoat with galoshes. <laughs> he's got little rain boot, <laughs> yeah. booties, like four of them? <laughs> mm-hmm. The stripey action figure will now come with the, <laughs> with the rain, with the yellow with the rain coat and galoshes, detachable galoshes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> limited time only. Let's <laughs> sell like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. Kids love this one. They do. <laughs> the four of you leave the tent and head towards the road. We go to the v- whatever vantage point the uh, person was looking out from. Yeah, it's a little closer to the road and farther up the hill from where your tent is. Okay. So you get up there, and it looks like the group has already approached fairly close. They're almost to the point of passing where your camp is on the road. So probably about 150 feet away from you, and pretty much straight towards the road. Okay. Aslo, I say, but I'm like shouting but also whispering, because it's raining really <laughs> hard. Aslo, do you think that a group like this, also Tokus, also Stripey, this is a question for everybody. You guys think that a group like this with some with caravans and wagons would be headed to the cult meeting? Or is it more likely that a group that's headed on foot would be cultists? I could imagine, I, I could see even cultists taking wagons, but why six of them all at once? That seems like uh, an awfully large group, especially if not many people have been traveling on the road lately. 
Mm-hmm. It's a little conspicuous. It seems likely to draw attention to themselves. Exactly. And and that's the thing is like, did all the cultists like pool their money to rent, you know, like rent these wagons and like kind of like, you know, school field trip style, like all go to the cult meeting together. Like, and they're hanging out and like getting to know each other, you know, on the trip over. And like, they're like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you know. Well, I mean, they do say it's about who you know. So I'm sure there's a lot of uh, recruitment from friends, some inner circles uh, in towns across the, the realms where people are, you know, getting involved because of the people that they know. Right. Uh, so if they're headed out this way in such a large caravan for the given the times and the, the dangers, can we get a can we look through the storm and get an approximate head count of the people with those wagons and whether they look like any of them are heavily armed or armored? Does it look like they're preparing for a fight? Uh, give me perception checks. All right. Whew. I, th- I think, uh, not to side with the DM, but I think we should have disadvantage on these perception checks, guys, because of the heavy rain. It's really hard to see. I was thinking I'd just give it a high DC. Okay. That works for me. All right, mine's mine's a 19. Uh, I'm also a 19. I was going to say, I hope it's not with disadvantage, because <laughs> my first roll was an 18. So 18, 19, 19. That's pretty good. <laughs> so... It is tough to see through the rain, but from what you can tell, there is exactly one person for each wagon sitting out front and and driving the horses. Now, it's possible that there could be more inside the wagons, and they just have the one out front to lead. Mm. So you can't be sure about that. As far as weapons, you think you can make out some swords hanging by the sides of three of them. You're not sure if the others might have some maybe smaller weapons like daggers or something under their cloaks. Do they appear bulky at all? Like they might be wearing layers or armor or anything? It's really hard to tell under the cloaks. One of them does look particularly large, either big and muscular and strong or wearing heavier armor. Okay. And mm. do the wagons look, do they look like cargo wagons or passenger wagons? Or is there a way to, t- are they just like kind of covered and we don't know what's inside? Yeah, just covered, covered wagons. They're covered wagons. Covered wagons. Yeah. That to me feels more like a uh, passenger situation, right? If you had, if you were just transporting goods, I would think you'd have a flat tarp kind of thing over top of it, not a tarp, but yeah. Where you can see the little boxes, the little rectangles. Yeah, kinda, but yeah. a covered wagon is specifically to hold people. Right. We like walk around behind one and there's like 50 plague doctors that just like look back at us. <laughs> like all the masks <laughs> and hoods. Hi. <laughs> They just wave. In fact, all, all their long noses like hit the one in front of them. <laughs> smack each other. The first and last wagon are more of that curved, covered wagon type thing. Conestoga style. And then the four in the middle look like they're more likely to be cargo. Okay. Okay. So low covering, either a tarp or just a, a lower covered wagon style. All right. So mix. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Which then begs the question, what do you think, if anything, cultists could be transporting to a sacred cultist meeting. Hmm. Probably some sacrificial goats, I would say. That's true. <laughs> it depends. Some I don't know cauldrons. what they do at these cult meetings. Yeah, maybe they've got a bunch <laughs> of cauldrons in there. It's always goats with you. Goats this, goats that. <laughs> okay. So you grew up with gems. It's all, that's, that's what you know. I grew up with goats on a mountainside. Okay? That's my <laughs> life. That's what I know. You know, this isn't the time for us to have this discussion. Listen. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we need to make a decision on whether we want to fall in with this group or keep waiting. Isn't this not what we planned to fall into? I thought it, we were just going to team up with, like, a smaller, more comfortable group. I think you're right. Like, this seems like too much, and I feel like we could be too suspicious with, a, like, a larger... There's too many inconsistencies and too many variables that happen with such mm. a large group. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy for us to tell if they are even cultists. I completely agree. I think if even one person is suspicious of us or feels like something is up in such a large group, then things could very quickly go sour. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let these folks pass, and then maybe we... And we're newbies. We didn't know that they were carpooling to this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. All right. Good work, Aslo. I give me a pat on the back and splash all the rain off of your... Yep. Now get on back out into that rain. <laughs> Thanks, son. <laughs> 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 have fun dad we'll be in the tent 
<laughs> this is just for the rest of this episode, though, right? I mean, this whole dad and son thing's going to go away, right? I don't know. I don't know, Tokus. Sometimes jokes get run into the ground. Sometimes, sometimes we're we're lying in a circle of dead horses with baseball bats. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very gruesome way of describing that metaphor. <laughs> the horses don't have baseball bats. We do. We're beating a bunch yeah, of dead it's, horses. It's really is gruesome. what I'm trying to say. Okay, right. you know that that metaphor reminds me of a metaphor another friend of mine used. Which was like when you have too many good ideas, sometimes you have to kill a puppy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, like you have you have this litter of puppies and like you want to talk about all these different like brilliant, wonderful ideas. <laughs> yeah. But you can't have all of them, so you, some of them you have to let go. Kill your darlings. Wow. In writing, they call it kill, killing yeah. your darlings. If there's something uh, that you wrote that you really like, chances are it's bad and you should get rid of it or change it. Right, but but the metaphor was sometimes you have to kill some puppies. Right. If if all your good ideas are puppies, then yeah, you can think like a psychopath if you want. <laughs> yes. Also, if all your good ideas are puppies, you should probably be writing a different book. <laughs> yeah. The bookie little puppy. Because that doesn't sound like a very good book to me. So you let them pass by and resume your watch. Yep. How long are you planning on waiting for each watch here? Is it just like each of you is taking a third of the day and then... We'll do the typical, we'll go four-hour shifts. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So that we can match up with our with our night shift. Okay. So we'll do eight noon, four, eight midnight, four, eight noon, and so forth. We will keep doing this until we meet someone worthy <laughs> of our presence. That's like right. three days later. <laughs> no one else has gone this way. We should have taken the caravan. <laughs> yeah, we have hypothermia. We're like all shivering. <laughs> oh, surprise! Quick, let out the streamers and balloons. And all the balloons are deflated. And the streamers are soaked. The cake has gone bad at this yeah, point. It's the like cake is moldy cake. and soggy. And we try to light off the fireworks, but they're sopping wet. This didn't go like we planned. We swear it was supposed to be good and lovely. We just want friends. <laughs> please will you be will our you friends? Please be our friends. So we start walking toward them like zombies. And they just shoot us down with their bows and crossbows. Guys, this is by far the darkest episode we've ever recorded. I'm just going to say that right It's now. an inglorious end for the Triple A team. Dead puppies, dead horses, getting shot by people. <laughs> dead us. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's dreary and rainy, so we're all in a kind of a dour mood. Do we have something that can we, we can warm ourselves with in the tent in between our shifts? This is not a tepee. Tokus. You have two things that you could warm yourselves with. You oh, that's right. We have the bowl of invisible fire. Mm. And the stu- savory stew pot of self-cooking. Right. Yeah. Any normal fire will go out in this rain. So there's yeah. no way you could have an outdoor campfire. Yeah. And it will attract attention. Mm. So let's go ahead and get those going so we can warm ourselves. There's a, a product on the market called the PPTP. It's for babies, for boys when you're changing their diaper. Our, uh, my in-laws got us some. It's kind of like a joke. But you like, are, as you're ta- changing the diaper, you put it over so that there's no, you know, accidents. Mm-hmm. But they don't. It's a good thing they don't have holes in the top like actual TPs because that would <laughs> kind of defeat the purpose. I'm not sure where that thought came from. He's a dad. Because I was, I, I pronounced it tepi, but I know it's actually pronounced TP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started thinking about all the types of TPs that I know of with the hole in the top. Has it prevented? So far, any unfortunate springs? Uh, we may have like been f- fortunate enough to have been using it once or twice, but largely we didn't use it because you just really just try to change the diaper as quickly as possible so there's no accidents. But accidents do happen. Parenting advice from from Shava, <laughs> you know, that's that's what our our podcast is going to slowly turn into right, as we as we all get older. How to raise yep. Goliath children the right way, the mountain way. <laughs> Do you raise them, or does the mountain raise them? The mountain raises mm. them. It really does. <laughs> All right, well, Tokus's watch comes and goes, and you don't see anyone traveling down the road. Guys, this is such a waste of time. I'm freezing. Move over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, with the season here, it's getting close to winter time, so... It really is pretty cold staying out there. Does it turn to sleet? <laughs> yeah, okay, so then just for the sake of our, our health and well-being, let's say that overnight 
We don't want to be jo- waking up to join any parties overnight, so let's not worry about keeping lookout. Let's just, the person who's keeping watch, just stay awake inside the tent so you can stay warm. Okay. And we'll keep keep watch that way. And then we'll resume our watches in the morning once everybody is hopefully somewhat dry and refreshed. All right. So, yes, the rest of the day passes, the night passes, and as morning comes, the storm has finally dwindled down to a light rain. Whew. Phew. Ah, thank goodness. It's still not comfortable out there, but it's far better than what you've been experiencing. And you settle back into your routine, and it is early afternoon on Tokus's watch, when you finally spot another group traveling down the road. Are they in caravans? It appears to be two people on foot. Oh, oh two is a good number. Oh, I will alert the others. So I burst into the tent. Guys! And what do I see you guys doing, by the way? I'm just curious. I, I have one of those cat's cradle things going on, you know, with the string, where you, like, do the different designs and you have it crisscrossing and stuff. But I, it's, I'm really bad at it, so it's all tangled up. <laughs> but do you have, like, do you have Aslo or Stripey, like, put their paw or their finger between the, and then you pull it tight? Yeah, well, I tried to do that, but it didn't work, so Stripey is kind of oh. tangled up in it as well, so <laughs> it's not going very well. Guys, stop! There's people coming. We got two coming. Two is an excellent number. What do you say, guys? Two. That's almost three. Should we pack up the camp? What are we going to say to these folks when we... Uh, Did you, uh, Tokus, could you see anything else about them? Uh, no. There's just, there's two people. I'm going to go back outside and uh, look again. <laughs> get a better look at them. <laughs> okay. I'm just so excited that we saw other people. At the maximum range of seeing that there were people is... That's all you can see is there are people. Yeah, I, I see that there are two people. All right, I'm going to start packing up while he goes off. Because I, I feel I'll like help. we can tell them that we got caught. We started traveling. We got caught in the rainstorm and decided to wait it out. And then we were all soaking wet. So we just stayed in our at our camp to recover. Perfect. And then maybe they'll believe that. Yeah, but then they're going to think we're idiots because they were inns perfectly warm and comfortable. <laughs> Not that far away. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but we started traveling and then the rain. We, we were beset by the rain. Okay. Okay. All right, so that's the story we're going with. Got it. All right, so I will continue to try to see what I can see as they approach. Okay, give me a perception check. I would be delighted. <laughs> Twelve. So you're watching for a while as Shaba packs up the camp, and it looks like both of them are still wearing cloaks, since it is still drizzling a little bit. They look like they could be either very dark brown or black. The cloaks or their skin? The cloaks. Oh, Okay. I was just trying to say if you were like trying to tell me like what they're they're uh, so from a different country, nationality, another yeah. place. N- not even necessarily country. Like they could be a totally different like being than us. Yeah, that's true. You can't really see their skin because the hoods are pulled up. Uh, from what you can tell, they're not carrying any noticeable weapons. They could obviously still have short swords or daggers or something under their cloaks, hmm. um, and they don't seem to be carrying much of anything really. One of them has. A decent-sized satchel could probably hold a few days' worth of food, but that's about it. Mm. Mm. So they are thinking short-term. More so than that huge caravan group. Right. You know what? Wait a minute, wait a minute. And Tokus bursts into the tent. Guys, I think I figured it out. What is it? I want to tell you, Aslo. Hold up. <laughs> that's why he asked what <laughs> was, it is. I was trying to add the drama. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Because we don't have much time before they get here. Oh, wait, the tent doesn't exist anymore. You're taking it down. I'm yeah. in the process you poked of, your head yeah. into just open air. <laughs> um, so, guys, so that first group that came through, that caravan, they're the setup. They're they're the party setters. They're the ones that are like, you know, like you got to set up the party mm-hmm. for the cults to like, you know, they're bringing the punch, the cake, yeah. you know, the fruit cake. Like they're setting up this thing that's about to happen. They're the vendors. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're, yeah, right. Like they're the ones that are going to sell all the cult books. The butchers, the bakers, and the candlestick makers. <laughs> yeah. And and these guys are more like us. Maybe You know what? There's only two of them. Maybe they're like us. Maybe they're newer. Maybe. There's only one way to find out, isn't there? I still vote that we wait until they've passed and then we uh, travel quickly to catch up with them because Stoke has made a good point about there being inns right nearby. We don't want to look suspicious right off the bat. Okay. So we've got time. I still pack up hurriedly. Um, Each of you give me a stealth check to see if you can hide yourselves as they're passing by. 
Stealth, eh? That's a 20 from Aslo. Stripey, uh, Stripey got a 13, and I got a 23. Six. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. You quickly pack up the camp and try to hunker down behind some trees and shrubbery. But unfortunately, uh, Tokus's excitement gets the better of him, and he's jingling around a little too much in his armor, bouncing nervously. And oh, no. one of the two travelers turns his head to the side, and you think he spots you. At least Tokus, just standing by one of the trees. Hi. He's like standing like a scarecrow, like pasted <laughs> up against the tree. I don't think they can see me, guys. <laughs> Does he clearly see me? He looks over towards you and he stops and kind of reaches out and grabs his companion's arm. So you're pretty sure he saw you. Yeah. Hi. I say we pivot. Do they reach under their cloaks? At least one of them. Yeah, the one that spotted you has his other hand hidden under his cloak. All right, take mm. it away, Aslo. Do your thing, and I give him a nudge forward. Ah, uh, like give Tokus a nudge forward? No, you. Oh, you give. Oh, you give me a nudge forward. Um, I get out uh, my white flag and start waving it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I nudge Tokus out of the way. Oh, uh, excuse me. Hi there. Hi. We uh, we just got um, stopped. We we stopped because of the rain here on the side of the road, and uh, we were just wondering if you guys. Um, uh, if you're heading, it looks like you're heading east on the road here. Would you guys want some company? We're uh, well armed. We could help protect you in case there's any bandits or anything like that. You tell them that we're well armed. <laughs> also, tell them we're not bandits. Also, we're not bandits. That's the first thing. First, make a bluff or a deception check. Oh yeah, deception. All right, it's a good thing we sent Aslo out for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Aslo's good at deception. Fourteen. You see they turn to each other and kind of whisper back and forth for a few seconds. And then one of them takes one step forward and says, How do we know you're not these bandits we've been hearing so much about? Tell me, good sir, would a bandit uh, hail you from the side of the road if they were just going to attack you anyway? They'd have no trouble doing so if it was in their favor, setting up their allies to take us by surprise. And he glances all around trying to scan the, <laughs> the surrounding trees for any additional people. I jump up from the tree line and go, hum, lum, 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 wave my arms. <laughs> and I say, look, here's, here's my friend Shaba. Uh, there's only three of us in a badger. Uh, here's my friend Tokus. I, I, pu I pull him over. I say, look, this is all of us. Uh, we're not here to harm you. We were just packing up our camp. Look, here's our half-packed up uh, tent right here. We were just figuring... Give him a business card. Uh, oh, yeah, here's a business card, and I, I kind of like do a flicking motion. You're still like 100 feet away. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tie it to an arrow and shoot it at them. I'll shoot it at them. <laughs> They'll really appreciate that. Um, look, all of our stuff is packed up right here. We were just about to get back on the road. Listen, if you don't want company, that's fine. In fact, if you want us to go ahead, we can do that. But uh, we just thought, hey, strength in numbers, right? These, these are crazy times. Why not work together? There are twice as many of us as there are of you, I shout. So if we wanted to attack you, we would have already done so by now. I kick Shaba in the shins. <laughs> Ow! Ow! <laughs> okay. That sounds reasonable. Give me a persuasion check. Now that is a check I know how to make. <laughs> uh, that would be an 18 plus 11, so 27. <laughs> no, 29. <Plus> 11? <laughs> How do you have a plus 11? Uh, uh, because he's Aslo Tender, so that's how. <laughs> uh, charisma of 5 plus uh, being proficient plus... Um, being double proficient? I don't know, a bunch of other stuff. Oh, I, I did the thing where I uh, doubled my proficiency bonus on it. Oh, yeah, I guess you, you do have expertise in that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, double proficient. So, 29. <laughs> so, wait, you, you can't roll anything smaller than a 12? That's nope, right. not possible. That's right. <laughs> Thane's like, this is so frustrating. <laughs> so, your gilded tongue takes the better of him. <laughs> I, I suppose it, there is safety in numbers. He still doesn't seem too happy about taking on additional people, but mm. he can't come up with a reasonable argument to deny you. I can understand. That's fine. Fair enough. We'll take what we can get. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll travel together. In time, you'll learn that we are trustworthy, good folk. Uh, so then we finish packing up the camp. We'll let them walk behind us in case they want to stab us in the back. 
Yeah, exactly. Listen, we got nothing to hide. It's not like we all have secret lives that none of us are going to talk about until we get to the appointed place, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Just wanted to try to start the conversation. <laughs> well, we should start the conversation. What are your names? We, we've told you ours. My name is Kaust, and this is Selena. Ooh, okay. Kaust. Selena. Is it too much for me to ask, but uh, what, what are you guys in uh, relation to, to one another? I don't think it really concerns you, but we're engaged. Oh, Congratulations! Congratulations. Oh, hey, wait, we had the streamers. Let's, yeah. Chava, let's... Yeah. <laughs> I start unrolling the soggy streamers and toss them into the air. A lump of wet paper falls to the ground. Happy engagement. Yeah, happy engagement. Happy engagement. <laughs> we're, we're so happy for you. That's really awesome. That's really awesome. You know, in this war-torn world, we need more happy memories. So, we'll... You know, at the end of this adventure, we'll throw you guys a party or something, right? We got that in the in the bank, right? <laughs> Asla, we have party funds for that, right? For the party? Uh-huh. We'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we'd best continue on our way then. We'd best. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it.